Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. (laughs) Twiddling my mustache. (laughs) And what do female villains do? Look at themselves in the mirror? Yes. Okay. I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they also sleep with people and then kill them. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Today's episode is a kind of an interesting one, I think. Um, we are doing a listing of villains. So... This kind of rides on the coattails of our villain analysis that we did earlier in the week. Mm. So we have come up with a list of five of the best villains, greatest villains, in our opinion, and five of the worst villains. And these are from movies, TVs, and books. We try to get a wide range of entertainment formats. Yeah, I think we ended up mostly doing movies though it's so hard (laughs) it really is (laughs) it's so hard because i think people are scared to to characterize characters as villains yes and that's what we're going to talk about like in this list yes it is and then we've already talked about it in the episode before yeah so Mm -hmm. earlier in the week we let our villain flag fly yeah and we get a lot of input, so definitely check that out. Yes, and you will know exactly why we chose these villains to be on this list and the other list. The good list and the bad list, I guess. Oh. Yeah. So let's get to it, shall we? Do we want to be positive or negative to start? Let's do positive, just because right. it's more sweet. Okay, I guess. Let's do this. So for the first person on our five of the greatest villains list, we have Adora Kralin. Oh my gosh. Everybody's probably like, who the hell is Adora? Who is that? That is the mother from Sharp Objects. Ah, Sharp Objects! So if you haven't watched a TV show or you haven't read the book, you might not understand her, but she is kind of a sleeper villain. Yes, she's one that you don't recognize as the villain until the end. Yeah, and it's kind of shocking because you didn't really expect her to also be, like, like you knew she's evil. You, you knew throughout the entire book that she, there's something off about her. You hate her. Yeah, she treats her daughter, her first daughter, really bad, and she treats the third daughter mm-hmm. uh, kind of like she's a baby doll yeah and that daughter doesn't really mesh well with that so she is a crazy little Mm -hmm. girl yeah she's like off the handle yeah she's like a little a little toy yes one of adora's toys yes and so when the climax happens and you find out all that she has done i mean she was the reason those people are dead yes and it does she have remorse no I don't think so. Did not see any of that coming at all. And a lot of people can blame, you know, well, I don't want to say blame, but a lot of people think of it as a mental health disorder of what she is gone through. And it is. 
I don't want to. Can we spoil things? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a review of the book. So yes, exactly. People don't know about the book or the TV show. Then, I mean, sorry, skip ahead. Yes. So the whole idea of Adora is that she has Munchausen's by proxy, mm-hmm. which is a mental health disease where adults hurt their children on purpose or put them in danger or do things to them to make them sick to let to to make society and the kids and and themselves essentially know that they are taking care of their child. Yeah. So for instance Adora gave the main character and her youngest daughter medicine and like made her made them drink this disgusting Poison. Poison. Basically. To make them sick. Yeah. To make them have diseases and disorders and whatever medical illnesses. Yeah. To show people, yeah, I'm caring about my children. I take care of them. And so she also tried to do that with one of the children that was not hers, Mm -hmm. where she was just kind of like taking care of her. And that's kind of where Sharp Objects comes to its main story. Yes. Because... The main character is brought back into the town because of this murder that happens, and they're trying to figure out who that murderer was. Mm-hmm. I mean, turns out that it was the mom who I just thought was just a mean person. Yeah, kind of going parallel with the main villain a little mm-hmm. bit. And we would have the main villain revealed to us. We had the main villain revealed to us, and it was Adora. Yes. And the fact that she, the reason why she's so great is. We talked about this already in la- earlier the week, the episode earlier this week is that villains do things for motivation. Mm-hmm. And her motivation was I need to be wanted. Yes. I want people to know that I'm a great mother. I have this facade of being perfect, the southern you know, matriarch. Yeah. And that's all she wanted. Uh, poisoning your children. Probably not the best way to go about it. Not really going to get you there. So maybe you just shouldn't. Let's try a different route. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's plenty of other ways to get attention. Like, I don't know, solve world hunger. Or like listen to your kid when they're crying instead of yelling at them. That's a good starting. (laughs) That's a good that's a good place to kick it off. You know, or maybe ask how their day is at school. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to solve world crises. <laughs> Just ask your kid how they did at school. Don't poison them. <laughs> Heard it here first. Audio shelf, bringing families together. Always got to put that in there. <laughs> so Adora, we don't, I mean, we have a, a lot for her, but like. We're really excited about the rest of the the villains. Yes, as well that was just the tipping point. That like, was just that was, the start. Wait, what is that the tip? No, not the tipping point. That was just like the beginning. The start. They what you said. Yeah, the tipping point is where it just kind of like tips. Okay, well, maybe like, I'm bad almost, with words. It's like the peak. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we haven't even hit the good stuff yet. Yeah. Um, but she's on our list as the greatest just because of her ability to have been written in such a hidden villain kind of way. Mm-hmm. It was really strong and Gillian Flynn is awesome and you should read Sharp Objects. Yes. And just don't watch the TV show even though I heard it's amazing. Read the book. Yes. Until then, after you're done the book, you can watch the TV show. And then listen to our episode on Sharp Objects. Yes. <laughs> So our second villain on this list 
that we love is The Wicked Witch of the West from none other than The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So this is one that I added on there because I'm obsessed with The Wizard of Oz. Yes. And I think anybody who knows me knows, yes, this is my go-to. Yes. So the reason why I think she's a great villain, number one, she has the look. She's green with envy. She is dressed in black because she just uh, that presents this just this evilness. And she has this figure about her that when she comes, you know she is there to destroy you and kill you. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that green people who dress in black should be feared. Yes. All green people. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I just think that I love her character because there's a lot of metaphors with her. Mm-hmm. So obviously they chose green because like Envy and she's jealous of Dorothy because Dorothy is this little girl who gets everything she wants and gets this perfect, you know, idea of, oh, I want to go to the, the Wizard of Oz and get whatever I want. Meanwhile, we have the, the Wicked Witch. She has just lost her sister. She has lost her favorite pair of shoes that were promised to her. And <laughs> and you don't want to mess with a woman's shoe. Exactly. She just she, I feel like she's a character that has lost a lot of things that have gone unbeknownst to the world. Right. So there's all these little munchkins who <laughs> The way you're describing this is so <laughs> anger filled. Like, I feel like you're the villain. <laughs> well, well I, I actually described this to my kids with uh, anger problems in therapy. Okay. I have a little toy, Wicked Witch of the West. And they're like, why do you have this toy? And I'm like, let's talk about why I have this toy. Who is that? And they tell me who it is. And I say, she's the definition of dealing with your anger in a way, you know, it should be dealt with. Like, learn from her mistakes, right? So she is dealing with some dark underneath things. Like I said, she's grieving her sister. Her sister just got killed. Uh, her sister had a house dropped on her. She had like, a house. Let's not pretend that this murder <laughs> was premeditated. Exactly. Like, this just happened. Like, she arrives and she sees her sister's shriveled old feet. Yes. Underneath of a house. And she's like, okay, well, since the only thing I my sister had was these shoes. Yes. They belong to me. Yeah, because Christmas is going to be a little empty this year. Exactly. And so she went to go grab the shoes and all of a sudden, sparks? Sparks. Sparks fly. And like, what does that even mean? Like, why did, like, why did Dorothy suddenly have magical feet? Like, because she bathed that morning? Yes. Suddenly her feet cannot be touched? Exactly. You don't deserve them shoes, little girl that got swept up in a hurricane tornado thing. Yes. Watch watch out, Florence. (laughs) Dorothy's coming. Exactly. (laughs) So I just think that she's a great villain because she's dealing with the grief and she's misunderstood. And she just wants what she wants. And that's her motivation. She wants to live her life the way she wants to live it. And nobody, everyone is... They just hate her for no reason, just because she's scary. Okay, so I understand and agree with all of your points. But then I also have to bring up an important note that the Wicked Witch of the West is a little dumb. Is she dumb? She is. I mean, every plan that she has is foiled. 
by by Dorothy. Like, and I know that that's like a common trope for villains to have is that like suddenly they're this reigning villain mm-hmm. for all time. But then this this little girl comes in who has nothing to do with anything and suddenly she's able to bring her down with a bucket of water. Yes. And I think that's why that's why I think she's great is because it took a whole world to figure out, all right, water kills this girl. <laughs> kills this woman. But then like the whole world was just like like she was only a villain because everybody else was stupid. True. And Dorothy she she didn't know how to kill the Wicked Witch. She was told by this faker who I don't even understand. I don't, he's a villain too. He's a villain too. But he's stupid. So stupid. But he she was told. So Dorothy really didn't know how to take down the Wicked Witch. She just knew she wanted to get the hell out of Dodge and go, go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think I like her because she also, the fear that she had instilled in all the characters I mean, the scarecrow was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to get caught on fire. And she showed up and what she do? She set his butt on fire. <laughs> she she set like, his straw butt <laughs> on fire. She was like, oh, what? You you straw. Great. Fire. Also, you know? a little bit of water can destroy her, though. Like, what kind of witchcraft is that? But what does the water symbolize? Pee? <laughs> I was thinking about this. Water symbolizes the idea of growth and pureness. Oh, washing yourself? And cleanliness. Ew, she was a dirty bee. She must have... That's why she was green. Yeah. Because she just smelled so bad that just all of her green was mm-hmm. green. And let's just... I wonder what she smelled like down there. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Nope. That's all I'm saying. Nope. Nope. Under those big robes. Nope. All them juices. Nope. 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 I'm just saying. But okay, so why did she take all of the things from those characters? Like, why did she take the Tin Man's heart? Like, what was the motivation behind that? Did she take those things? I'm pretty sure. Like, they were pretty, like, mad. I just thought that they didn't have those things. Maybe they didn't have those things. Because I don't think she took... Did she take them? Because I... You know, I overlap things with like Wicked and and the, Dorothy must die and Dorothy must die mm-hmm. and all of those things. So like, I'm trying to figure out like, is she the reason why the Tin Man didn't have a, a heart? heart? No, I thought the Tin Man didn't have a heart because he he's tin. He's tin. I mean, the story is that she the the Wicked Witch cast all these spells on the, like in other right. different genres like you said it's overlapping yeah but like in wicked she turns fiero into a scarecrow and she turns bach into the tin man and yes so she does this but i don't know if that was frank elbaum's point intention yeah like that's you know? what i'm trying to figure out like why were these characters so important to the downfall of the wicked witch yeah. Like, why did they care? And then if you think about Wicked, I mean, she that's the whole point of Wicked is discussing why she turned Wicked in the first place and why she was a villain. Yeah. And you find out that she wasn't actually a villain. No. It was, she's just misunderstood. Yes. Wow. And I think that's what a lot of villains are. Yes. They're very misunderstood. But a good villain takes that misunderstanding and uses it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the villains on our list are really great because they 
know what people misconstrue about them Mm -hmm. and they don't let that affect them in any way like they they take it and they do something with it they are who they are yes and they accept that about themselves and then they continue being villains Mm -hmm. so who is next on our list girl it's a big one yep it's a big 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 one big witch it's like i'm upstairs <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> from deuce bigelow male gigolo <laughs> i know where it's from but i did not expect that voice from you what what, what, what this voice <laughs> you didn't know i had my man voice i didn't know you had a straight voice actually i did but it only comes out every so often yep. mm-hmm. when you're fighting polish women on exactly the side of oh girl girl <laughs> i make better gawonkies I don't even know what that is, and you probably don't even know how to spell it. I don't know how to spell it, but I know how to eat it. That's good. That's mm. good. That's all you need. So the person, the number three pe- person on our list, that sounds so stupid. Number three person. <laughs> the third person on our list is Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes. Snaps for you, Ursi. Yes. She's my favorite villain. Yes. Disney villain. Yes. Um. So tell me why. You think that she's a good villain. Yes. So first of all, I think jealousy is a very powerful emotion Mm -hmm. that provides a lot of motivation for people to do things that get them to the next level. Yes. So with Ursula, she was jealous that there's this girl with with beautiful bosom out of shells the luxurious red hair or black, whatever version you read. (laughs) (laughs) And she just has this man of her dreams, but yet she's going to get promised this land, this under undersea land from her father, King Triton, who took everything, all all of that away from Ursula. Yeah, that's really true. Like King Triton robbed Ursula of all those dreams. Yes. And you know, it's important to note that on the food pyramid of villain making, mm-hmm. you have revenge at the mm-hmm. top, and then it's trauma, and then it's usually like um, like jealousy, mm-hmm. and then um, it's also just kind of like the loss of something. Yeah. So Ursula has... All of those things. All of those things. She is the food pyramid. And I love it how she can she can provide fear in the whole underworld. Mm-hmm. Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> under the, the world. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just by her and two little eels that are stupid. Yes, they're very stupid. And I feel like that was like a common thing was having minions. Minions. And Ursula has some creepy minions. But the the thing is they were vicious minions. Yes. They were stupid, but they were vicious. Yeah. And they were real quick to snap you up. Yeah, and they were willing to get the job done. So even exactly. though they were stupid, they weren't like bumbling buffoons. Mm-hmm. They were actually just kind of like missing a lot of brain cells, but that didn't affect Mm-hmm. the end result or anything and the fact that ursula literally took something away from ariel mm-hmm. something that you don't how in the world not only did this girl just lose her her fins and gained two legs she don't know how to walk on yeah 
but she lost her voice. Yes. She lost her ability to sweet talk anybody. Yeah. And Ursula took it. Yeah. And she created her own persona. And it wasn't it wasn't that she just took her voice, but it was like, I'm going to take something from you that you need that you have been blessed with. Yeah. And I'm going to take it for myself. And, you know, it's really interesting because Ursula has terrific foresight into knowing that Ariel is only Ariel because of her voice. Yeah. Like, it's like that's all. It's like the definition of uh, Ariel is like the definition of privilege. Yes. She has no idea how lucky she is in life to have a voice like that. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, she's too busy looking at knickknacks and crannies. Paddywax. Right. Like things that don't have any meaning. You should be using your voice. Yeah. But she doesn't. And she lets everybody walk all over her, which is important because Ursula is the main person that she should not let walk all over her. But she does. Ursula was like, oh, sign this document. And she was like, "Okay, sounds good. Okay, great. I don't know how to read. I didn't finish high school. Yeah. And so she signed it, and literally Ariel doesn't do anything. Like, the Prince Eric saves her mm-hmm. from the sea witch and almost dies. Yeah. And the fact that Ursula became that huge sea witch sea thing. Sea witch, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's a sea witch, but she came, it was like this huge, like... She became a sea witch. Yes. Like, it was like, wow, you could see her from Tokyo. Exactly. And I still, to this point, don't know, besides you know, a couple swords, why she got like, like why she was defeated in the end. That's the thing. So that is one of the reasons why, you know, one could argue that she is not a good villain. Mm -hmm. But my counterpoint to them is that you can't blame the writing of a villain Mm -hmm. and the downfall on them on the writer. (laughs) Like, like, sorry, you can't, you can't blame the villain for poor writing. Mm-hmm. Like, even though that's what makes them and that's what creates them and that's what makes them be a villain, mm-hmm. the the buildup of her, the um, intense way that they made it so that there were no loopholes in Ursula's mission and in her revenge and jealousy storyline, it falls apart when they're like, Ooh, now we need to defeat her. Yeah. We don't really know how. And that's what makes a good villain is they encompass yeah. what the writer sets out to do. Yeah. And they they absorb it all and they become bigger. Yeah. And they and, basically break the story. And essentially that's what she did. She became yes. way much bigger than I don't I think any writer intended her to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she just got out of hand. And so eventually the writers were just like, we cannot contain this. So we have the power to cut it off. Yeah. And that's what they did because her death really did not make any sense. It's a, like, what did he do? What did Eric do? Like run her over with a boat? Like, what did he do? Oh, King Triton came up, didn't he? I thought King Tri- Triton was like a dying little shrimp. He was a dying little shrimp. Yeah. He didn't get turned back until Ursula died. But it was she and she had the Triton. Uh-huh. Who killed Ursula? This is a mystery. This is another podcast mystery. We need to make a podcast that is just titled Who Killed Ursula? Oh, Um, my gosh. Oh, my God. What if that was a podcast today on Who Killed Ursula? It would be the shortest podcast in the world. And if anybody (laughs) tries to get that, we had it it first. Yes. So don't even try it because we have a timestamp and we will copyright it. 
So nice try. Try again. Try again. Back of the line. <laughs> okay. So was it Eric? Who I think it. I think it was. Eric. I mean, it had to be. Okay. Um, who killed? Oh, this is some interesting. Um, I can't remember. Google completings. Oh gosh. Ursula. <laughs> Vanessa was a bad Aspie. I Vanessa is probably underrated. She was, and I think it was because it because Ursula like transformed into Vanessa that she then became a human, and so it was kind of like, like oh, okay, um, that's not the sea witch anymore. She's not scary. Yeah, she doesn't have that voice anymore. Mm-hmm, but she was the most evil. Mm. She was. She can look at your look at you in the eyes and say, "I'm gonna kill you today." Ooh, sorceress. Sorceress. That's what her occupation is. Oh. Ursula's occupation is sorceress. That's what I want my. I want to be a sorceress. Sorceress. Disney. Um, hold on. Wait. She was praised for being humorous and frightening, and the character garnered positive reviews from film critics, some of whom dubbed her Disney's strongest villain in decades. Oh my gosh, I agree. Yeah, we totally agree. That's what we're talking about today. Oh yeah, totally. We should put it on the lettuce. Oh my god, they had, they had the role with B. Arthur, Arthur in mind. Oh, it was it was her face, wasn't it? Um, I remember they they created yeah, her face. Yeah, but someone's it's just face. Funny. Did Ursula die? Little mermaid. Oh come on. What? One of those congratulations. You won eight hundred thousand dollars. No, my webpage just closed. <sighs> okay, just when Ursula's about. Ugh. Just when Ursula is about to destroy Ariel for all time, Eric drives a ship's mast into her gut. That's what I thought. He ran her over. Ultimately defeating her and saving Ariel's life. Ursula screams and electrical shock surrounds her body as she dies and her body remains sink to the bottom of the ocean. So basically she had uh, essentially what that's telling me and from what, what I remember when I was a child. There was nothing that could beat this woman except nope. a accidental crash yep. into her belly. And I would like it to be known that Prince Eric committed a crime. He did a hit and run. Oh, 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 oh. Call the police. Call, Call the police. <laughs> Call the police. We need him to be arrested ASAP. I mean, I can't even believe nobody was like, oh, that's okay. He ran over somebody. Also in the gut? Girl, she was the size of another earth. Mm -hmm. I want to see his boater's license. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we are going to take it and we are going to shred it. I want to find him. Yep. yep. And find him. Because <laughs> I can get down with some Eric. <laughs> You'll let him ram his boat into <laughs> Yes, he can He can shove his mass in me. Oh, no. ah! <laughs> oh man. We got... Yeah, oh. off topic. Oh yeah, villains. We still have worst <laughs> villains to get to. Oh my god! Which, if Prince Eric isn't on our list of worst villains, he is now. <laughs> oh my uh. god! Okay, so next, next is a little bit of a calmer. Oh yes, lady villain. Mm hmm. Have you noticed that all of these are females? Oh, they are. Oh, we do have a male in here. What though? We do. We do have a male. But women, females are just. He's overall, a cartoon. Yeah, he's a cartoon <laughs> and an animal. <laughs> But he's on there. Intense. 
Um, Serena Joy <gasps> Serena from Handmaid's Joy. Tale. Yes. Both TV and the book. Mm. I feel like in the book she didn't have like too much of a villainous side. Mm-hmm. But in the TV show, this woman. Straight up. No sympathy. No sympathy. She her she hides her. Well, she does. I think she has sympathy, but uh-uh. no, she does. But she hides it and she refuses to let people see it. But I have no sympathy for her. True. So. But I but you do sometimes. And that's what makes. Have you gone to season two? No. Okay. Don't talk to me. But I, I'm just saying, in season one, you were like, oh, wow, that's really sad to have to sit there and watch your husband ram his penis into another woman in front of you. That's real sad. <laughs> that is and, sad. I mean, it was a it was a Josephine's penis, so. Yeah, we're laughing because we're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine it for her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I feel bad for her, but yet she doesn't want you to feel bad. Okay. And I think um, that's why I like her as a villain. Okay. So because you have taken your jolly good ass time finishing season two, mm-hmm. I no longer have sympathy for spoiling this for you. Oh, wait, I haven't seen I haven't seen season two. I know. Because you've been taking uh, your time uh, on the railroad, uh, just going real slow. Uh, can I cover my ears? Yes. Okay, so since Serena Joy is the reason. For all of this happening. I can't honestly hear you. You can't? <laughs> I can't. This you is can't? wonderful. Okay. So because this is my take without Brad putting his sympathies in here. But because Serena Joy is the reason that all of this happened and she is the mastermind behind her husband being now the leader of everything and the world ending or America ending. That is why I can never have any sympathy for her. She is just a horrible character and she's a horrible person and she just deserves no tears. I have no tears left in my body. I am Ariana Grande officially. I have really good fingertips. You do. Like soundproof fingertips. That's crazy. What did you say? Ah. Oh my God. You got some earwax? I got some earwax on my fingertips. That's good. That's good. Ooh. What did you say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nothing. Everything is sunshine and rainbows. Oh. So, yes. Yeah, so, she is a good villain. Anything else? Yeah. She is a really good villain. I will I will give her that. She's very good. She makes you hate her, which is why Brad likes her. Mm-hmm. And you just cannot feel anything but immense hate for her. And also, her motivation for, for doing all of this was because she was sick of how the world was. Mm-hmm. And so, when her husband was like... Let's start Gilead. Let's do this thing. It was uh, out of out of um, control very quickly. Hmm. Good thoughts. Yes. She reminds me of seriously Lan- seriously Lannister. I've never seen the Game of Thrones or read it, mm-hmm. so she's just a badass bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't care what anyone else thinks or or says or or wants her to be now you were talking earlier how people would disagree with you on that oh yeah people think they people hate Cersei, and i don't understand why well they hate her because she's a villain right they and i think that's why they hate her because women are not supposed to be villains like that well i got news for you our list is all women our list is (laughs) 90 percent women yes so and i think that's why people hate her is they're like women are not are not supposed to kill people and 
women are not supposed to be unempathetic to other people's needs. And that's why people hate her. I'm like, no, that's what a villain is. Yeah. People are people write villains to give an up on the antagonist, like to give them meaning. Yeah. And purpose. Don't be knocking people. Don't be knocking villains down because they, you don't like how they are perceived. That's a good one. That was good. <laughs> that was a good little rant. <laughs> so who's our fifth and final? Our fifth and final greatest villain is Scar from The Lion King. <laughs> he sounds a little bit more ferocious. You got to get your man lion. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. So. <clears throat> Scar is interesting because what also makes a villain like strong is the fact that we talk about this earlier on Monday's episode, but the fact that their resources are usually, they usually line up with the um, protagonist's Mm -hmm. resources. So there's not a big like gap in, oh, this villain has all of the power and then, so it, it comes down to stupidity, which is what usually is the downfall. Scar has less resources than Simba. Mm-hmm. Simba has the respect and the love of the pride. Mm-hmm. And Scar does not. The The pride recognize that Scar is the reason why all of this happened. But they can't, they can't beat him because his strength is just above theirs. Do you think he feels guilty that he killed his brother? No. Hmm. No. Hmm. No. Hmm. <laughs> so, and I guess that makes another point that he's a good villain. Yeah. Is he literally killed his brother? Mufasa. It's so sad. I mean, it's one of the saddest things of all time. I still can't watch it. I cry. I, I cry every time. I still cannot watch that scene. I have to fast forward through it because it's just so emotionally charged mm-hmm. that I can't do it. It's just Scar, he thought he was like, my brother's better yeah. than this, than me. And yeah. I can't have that. Like, I need to be someone. Yes. And, and that's why he did it. And part of the reason why he's such a good villain is because he lacks that empathy. Mm-hmm. And he he lacks any sense of it. And there's never any sympathy given towards Scar whatsoever throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Y- you always have this deep hatred for him. Mm-hmm. There's no redeeming qualities. There's no going back on your, your feelings for him. Like, oh, maybe he's actually a good guy. And then when he dies, you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. No. Like, when he is gone... You feel victorious as much as the Pride Lands feel victorious. Exactly. Mm. It's a circle of life. The circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. It's a leap of faith. I remember the Disney Channel Please original. welcome Pat Sajak <laughs> to the stage. <laughs> I just remember the Disney Channel original song with um raven and lizzie mcguire and christy oh cross and romano my god <laughs> and oh. orlando brown <laughs> throwback that's my jam that was my jam <laughs> mm. so let's get to the five worst oh villains jesus 
Oh my gosh. Oh geez. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't think they are, but Whew. you don't have time to prepare yourself. So you have one here, one that I do not know and am not familiar with. Okay. So enlighten me. Okay. So on this list for worst villains, keep that in mind when I say Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. Oh. Yes. You're making anybody a villain. Yes. Anybody can be a villain. Mm-hmm. We made that known in our previous episode. Yes. Mr. Incredible is awful because not only does he create Syndrome, the villain that he has to defeat in his own movie, but he is such a bad person. He's awful. He's literally a character that does not deserve to be created because he's terrible. So first of all, let's start with Syndrome. Syndrome started off as a fan mm-hmm. of Mr. Incredible. He was um, just a big time supporter of him, wanted to be him. And what does Mr. Incredible do when Syndrome finally meets his hero? Spits on him. No, Spits? Not for real. Oh. But he kicks him when he's down, basically. Yes. He tells him, you're not a hero. You'll never be a hero. The only people that can be heroes are other heroes. Oh, I didn't see it. Why, why, why do I want to watch this movie? Because it makes bullies. But I don't it, know. It makes bullies. It makes bullies. It makes it glorifies bullying to the point where kids probably think that if you're different in any sort of way, you're stupid. You don't you don't matter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Mr. Incredible did to Syndrome before he was Syndrome. Mm. So then he creates and they have the same uh they have they have the same purpose. Mm-hmm. They have the same motivation as to why they want to um be heroes and be superheroes. And, and Syndrome thinks of himself as a hero at one point. But then he kind of gets forced into being a villain because he's so hurt and he's so shattered by mm-hmm. all of the bullying that Mr. Incredible does. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, Mr. Incredible doesn't like science, so he sucks. Why? I, I, I wanted to watch this movie, but now I don't. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't. <laughs> so, number two. Dose. Yes. We have... The Evil Queen from Snow White. We just have all the people that I really hate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So both Brittany and I share mutual hatred for this villain. And this fairy tale. And this fairy tale. Snow White can go suck an apple. All right. Yep. I hope hope they all eat poison apples. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make them. So let's talk about why she's the worst. Okay. Number one, why are you doing this? Exactly. (laughs) Like her motivation for wanting to kill Snow White is because Snow White is the fairest in all the land. And she's not young. So she's upset that she's not young. Yes. And she's upset that there is somebody else that is prettier than her. And, And what? Shouldn't she be happy that her husband just died and left her a castle? I mean, yeah, but she spends all of her time talking to somebody else in the mirror, which, hello, that is called 
crazy. Mm-hmm. We need to call somebody. We need to call somebody. Like she's not doing like talking up herself and like building her confidence. She's in the listening to a shadow she's in a mirror. Literally listening to a voice. Oh, she's crazy. She is. And also, they didn't even care enough about her to give her uh, a name. Yeah, the evil queen. That's all. I mean, at least give her Evie like they did in that Disney Channel movie. What Disney Channel movie? This The Descendants. They named her oh. Evie, or that was her daughter, Evie. Mm. Did she st- have a name at all? No, and not I don't even think in the movie. See? They don't even they don't care about her enough. They just knew they just knew the structure of a story. But I so wonder they knew- I wonder if that's why. Is because she was feeling and I'm not sticking up for her. But I wonder if she was feeling invisible. And that's why she was going after Snow White, which she had no reason to because Snow White was doing her own thing. With seven little men. With seven little men. Let her alone. So, but if she was feeling invisible and then that's why they didn't give her her name. Okay, that's sweet and everything. Mm. But I'm going to say no. (laughs) I'm going to say that when they were creating this story of Snow White that they didn't actually create, it was done way beforehand, but they Disney-fied it. Mm-hmm. They looked at things, and all of the Disney movies followed this format, where, except The Lion King, mm-hmm. where you have a, a villain, and you have to have the hero that's evenly matched and the direct opposite of... Um, of the the villain Mm -hmm. so you have the evil queen and then you have snow white who's pure and beautiful and all of these things and is great and is amazing and makes no mistakes even Mm -hmm. though she's stupid and eats a poison apple i don't even know so they have to have these like direct opposites which is not what a villain makes A, a story does not need its villain to be just the or the hero to be the foil to the villain. Mm. The hero needs to be somebody who can, I don't know, not just, I don't, I can't describe it properly, but they don't need to be exactly different. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't, it doesn't work. And that's what Disney kind of like falters with is that they think that every single villain next to the hero needs to be a very different contrast to the hero. Mm-hmm. And so then the story kind of revolves around that. And in Snow White, the story gets lost. Like, we don't know why any of this happens. Well, also, she also becomes, unlike where Ursula becomes a better version of herself because she got what she wanted. I mean, essentially, Ursula did her villain and got her mission Halfway through the the book or the the movie, yeah, she did. She already de- she already defeated the the antagonist. She's done what she did. Mm-hmm. But with the evil queen, she literally becomes an old lady and gets pushed off a cliff. Yeah, by seven little men. Yeah. So where were you going with that whole old lady thing? Like it. It doesn't make any sense. And I understand if like the old lady was like actually her and she's just her. The spell is actually the evil queen Mm -hmm. uh, body. But like the real her is that like disgusting, decrepit lady. Yeah. And maybe that was I mean, but it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear at all. And maybe she chose to be an old lady because that's eventually she lost sight of 
I mean, she, I mean, essentially the evil queen lost sight of what she wanted in the first place, which was youth and beauty. Yeah. She ended up getting so dead set on killing Snow White that she ended up being her evil, evil, old, decrepit self that she thought she was. But you know what? It's been 70 years since like Snow White was a thing. And we don't have time to be coming up with a story. Exactly. It's not our job to come up with a story for her. No, it's not. Which is what makes her one of the worst villains ever created. Exactly. So moving on to our third villain, or should we say villains? Yeah. I mean, this is a whole cast of people. This is a whole cast of every villain in Pretty Little Liars. (laughs) (laughs) So... If you don't know, but Pretty Little Liars started, for us, started off really, really strong. Yes. We loved it. The first season was phenomenal. We were like, oh, this is a great show. We were hooked. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everyone started acting stupid. Everybody, even the villains. It went from this very strong female-led show to being... A bunch of villains, like, I don't know, leaving text messages everywhere and then not (laughs) following through. And then burying people. And then dropping barrels from ceilings. And it was just like, it was all of those like cartoon villains that you ever see. Like the, the idiots who don't know what they're doing. They usually have mustaches and they're hunched over Mm -hmm. wearing purple. I have a villain in my head, but I can't think of it. Wearing purple. It's it's like along with the dog that like laughs like <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I don't know. I don't know who it is. But they're cartoon. But it's a cartoon and it's a villain and it's basically Pretty Little Liars. Every single villain. I mean, you had plot device after plot device of just like who is A. And then when they solve A. There's another person who's A. And then who, who is A squared? And who who's is this new A cubed? Who a is... cubed. I'm like, come on. Just, I'm so <laughs> glad that they ended it because it was getting to be too much. And well, it wasn't kinda, even enjoyable to watch. I was excited to read. I wanted to read the books. But yeah. I don't after the TV show. I mean, the books, I, I read the Wikipedia pages for the books. And the books are, yes, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But it still has the same like, oh, they escaped in a fire. Yeah. Oh, they uh, escaped because uh, somebody got ran over by a car mm-hmm. or just like dumb scenarios. And the the idea that like young people shouldn't be going to the police or the police can't get involved because A will kill you. And it's like, come on. It's like, all right, extortion. We've we, It's been outplayed. A sticks with you for years. Yes. You really think that she wants this to end? Exactly. And the adults in Pretty Little Liars, I feel like they're villains too. Everybody in this cast Ev- is a villain. Everyone, because the adults are so stupid. You are letting your daughters run around this town. If my daughter came home the first day after all this chaos, I'd be like, you're going in the basement and you're staying there forever. <laughs> Have a nice life. I will bring you a tray of food three times a day. I will let you out after you've been in high school for literally six years. I will get you some hooked on phonics DVDs. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a portable DVD player. They'll graduate player. faster. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, those girls were in high school. Like, they really lengthened the time. Like, seven years. Like, I'm fine if a show wants to be like, oh, you know, we're going to make, like, it's going to take two years for them to go up a grade yes. in high school. But, one, you have them dressing like they're 40. Yes. With high heels and, like, short skirts mm-hmm. and they're having sex all around town. I'm sorry, what kind of high school is this? Not Not the one, one that we went to. We went to. Uh, that's I mean, for, that's for to sure. to find it, but... I need to find it and avoid it. Yeah, because mm. you'll you'll get the clap. Yes. Our fourth person on the list is Negan from The Walking Dead. Now you can speak more to this because I have not watched or read the comics of The Walking Dead. So yes, and I have. You take this. Yes, I have not read the comics either because I don't read comics. Comics are like cartoons, and I don't watch cartoons. Except for Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> so Negan is a character that comes up on The Walking Dead. He is someone that is supposed to promote fear in a cultish kind of way. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he gathers all these people and makes them believe that they are part of something bigger than they are and that's how they he gains control of them and that thing that's bigger than that of them is called negan even though that's him okay so he is he and himself is like the cult that they aspire to be like the person that the figure that they want to be and that they're going to be and they're going to make other people that aren't in their group scared of so negan is like a house mother He is essentially like a house mother. Yes. The house of Negan. And so (laughs) the house of (laughs) Negan. And the reason why I think he's just a horrible villain is number one, I think he ruined the show. (laughs) I've never spent three seasons on a show with one villain. And I haven't heard anybody complain about this, but I know everyone hates it. It's like jumping the shark. It's like jumping the shark. It's also, I feel like I'm watching a show that hasn't solved the murder in three seasons. Oh God, like Pretty Little Liars. Exactly. So when you continue to have this villain that isn't really, I mean, he's not really that scary. All he has is a bat wrapped in barbed wire and he has taken out a little boy's eye. Are you scared of a boy of a man who literally took out a little teenager's eye? I do that every Sunday. And... <laughs> And he also smashed the head in of one of Rick Grimes's friends, the second in command or the third in command, if you think Daryl. But he he killed Daryl, too. No, he like captured Daryl and tried to make him like demasculate him. Okay, but Daryl was like, no, like (laughs) he, he was like, give my bow and arrow and my motorcycle. (laughs) <laughs> and he got out of there. So yeah, once there's Negan with his plan foiled because mm-hmm. he wanted to demasculate Daryl. Didn't happen. Okay. Not demas. Is it emasculate? I, I think it's know. demasculate. Whatever. Emas- one of those. It's, I think it's emasculate. Emasculate. Well, yeah, that one. And then he just, he just bore. He's a boring villain. He doesn't have any point to him. And I think people are scared of him because 
he has a following, but even the members in his following don't have any respect for him because they're always thinking, oh, well, if he dies, I'll just become the next Negan. Yeah. It's like the, I'll be the next in command if he dies, and I hope he dies. Yeah, so they don't care about their leader at all. No, and he eventually gets beat by Rick in the end. Does he die? I don't think he's dead yet. I think we're we're in another. No, no, he did die. He did. He did. The last, the last episode. I see. I hate watch it now. Oh I yeah. I hate watch it. I don't care about it. If yeah. he did die, I'm like whatever. But I think he did die. I think Rick killed him. Interesting. I mean, if he did not die, he's probably going to have a redemption season. Probably. Because that's how I feel Walking Dead does their villains. Mm-hmm. Like, they give them a sappy story, and then suddenly everybody's in love with them. It's a lot like uh, Once Upon a Time as well. Yes, with Regina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. evil queen. Yeah, okay. So, let's move it on to the next one, and the final. Count Olaf. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. So he is the main villain in the, what's that series called again? A um, series of yeah. events. Yeah, a series of, infor- of unfortunate events. Did you know what it was called or did you actually? <laughs> I, I did know, but I forgot it because. He's boring. It's been a long time. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I was helping or just ruining your joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is, he's a stupid villain. Oh, yeah. He is constantly foiled by little kids. He keeps repeating the same things over and over again, every freaking book, hoping for a different result. Yes. And that's what's annoying is, oh, we're going to kidnap the kids and make them join the circus, Mm -hmm. but really, we're just going to kill them to get their money. Like, okay, that didn't work. So we're going to put the kids in this school and I'm going to be the headmaster or whatever. I'm going to have that role and then I'm going to kill the kids to get the money. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. It's like doing the same thing over and over again. Isn't that like the definition of crazy? It's Isn't that what happened in The Shining? Yes. Jack Torrance? Exactly. He just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again and he got himself Froze. I mean, this is a good example of someone that wants mot- that has good motivation. He wants money. He wants to be rich because he's an actor. He's not making that much money, and he wants money. But how he goes about doing it—that's what makes him a bad villain. Yeah, is there's nothing scary about him. No, except for like his face. Yeah, but he dresses up like different characters, so you never really know who he is. No, and then he just he just like kills people, and it's like. I'm sorry, these kids are not that... Like, after the third time it doesn't work out, go get a job. I mean, the fact that he's changed so many personas, that just means and that just shows us that he doesn't have an identity. Yeah. He has no idea who he is. Right. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And he just makes dumb mistakes all around. He does. Surrounds him, himself with other people that are stupid and don't do anything right. Like those those carnies that he surrounds himself with. Yeah. I mean, the people that he makes his life around, mm-hmm. the fact that they just aren't like, hey, Olaf, like, maybe this isn't the best option. Yeah. And these kids keep telling us, like, like their will person that, that brings them to all of these places to live. He 
how many how many times did the kids say Olaf is trying to kill us? Yeah, and he's just like, okay, okay. Well, I gotta get home for dinner for my wife, so here's. I'm, I'm just gonna send you to the school. Yeah, yeah. They, he won't get you here. Um, it's been twelve books. Yeah, he's of course gonna get them there. Are you yes. stupid. Like everybody in this book is so stupid. Stupid. Except for the kids, which is another flaw in a villain is mm-hmm. that the hero is so much smarter than the villain. Because if the villain is so stupid, how did they become a villain? Yes. It doesn't so make sense. Stupid. So stupid. Ugh. Well, that's our list of 10. And of course, there's so many others. So many others. But we, we have can- many complaints. Yes. We can't. We cannot sit here and talk about everyone that we love and everyone that we hate. Yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah. So if you have any villains that you love and or hate, please let us know. Yeah. Let us know either in a Twitter comment or an email if you want to or Facebook. We really have many different options for you to tell us how you feel. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of social media, please feel free to follow along with us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. Like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and also follow on Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us on every single platform that you can of a podcast. We're everywhere and we want to get our numbers up. So please, please, please subscribe. (laughs) And if you would like to donate and help the cause, we have a Patreon. You can find us on the website Patreon. Or you can go into our Twitter bio and click on the link to donate. A dollar could go a long way. Yes. And we have to thank our patrons in this episode. Uh, We have had a new patron come on and they did the producer tier. So they get a shout out in our episode. So our new producer for this episode is Anne. Thank you. Thank you, Anne, so much for donating and believing in our cause. Yes. Your money is going to go to a much needed and better equipment, and it's going to make our show amazing. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Although Sean really likes Katya, so. True, but. I think he's little. Sean would say like, well, my wife and I were watching this show. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. (laughs) He's a renaissance man. (laughs) So, moving on to our fourth. What do you call this? That was our third. Cast? We're we're coming on to our third. No. Yes. Wow. Yeah. All right. He threw me off. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Your money will go to a very, very needed updates that just sentence didn't make any sense, but it's okay. Um, do you want to do that again? Yeah. I just don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs>